the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. There's a lot of nonsense and a lot of crap on Twitter, but once in a while there's a really interesting set of uh, arguments and sometimes debates. As you also know, one of my favorite uh, people, academics in the country, is Professor Mark Bauerlein, senior editor at First Things and a professor of English at Emory University. He got engaged in one of these over the last three, four days. That has fascinated me, and I had to carve out some time to get him on. First of all, Professor Bauerlein, thanks again for uh, joining us. I really appreciate your time. Well, I'm glad to be here. So how did this start? It looks like the best I could understand this. We're going we're to talk about reading and high school reading. Basically, it looks like, what was it, the state of Florida put out? You, you, you tell the story here. But basically, you got in uh, an argument with some folks for saying high school reading lists should include very little contemporary literature. I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> Sure. I mean, the state of Florida, they're redoing some of their standards, uh, redoing some of the common core work, and they just check with me about high school English uh, reading standards, and I'd worked a little bit on common core. And when I worked on common core, what I was pushing is what I always push, and that is a, a canon of great literature that everyone reads. And it is very important that we have all students reading a core of the same thing. It's one of the things that gives a culture, a society, glue. People have a common inheritance. And one of those things is a, is a literary tradition. So I, I saluted the, the governor and, and the head of education there for including a reading list in their revision of the standards. And I, and I gave them a quote in the press release. And some, some of the teachers said, this is awful. Uh, there isn't enough contemporary material here. Some of this material has racist and sexist elements to it. And we need to have readings that are going to speak to the experience of all different kinds of people, LGBT and, and, and African-American and, and so on. And we've heard this argument many times sure. before. Mm -hmm. And my my take on things is that uh, we begin with the classics. We begin with the great works that have survived through the centuries and sometimes longer. And that every American youth deserves to have the best. That the American literary tradition of Hawthorne and Melville and Emerson and Emily Dickinson and Frederick Douglass, that those should be presented first to all students in the state of Florida and everywhere else. Well, you can imagine that strikes people as backward, old-fashioned, narrow, Eurocentric, all the old arguments that we've been hearing from progressives for, for so long. 
It's been really interesting to see some of the pushback because one of the things that uh, you, you wrote and uh, I have been noticing for years, and it's eminently true for anyone that believes in certain forms of standards, is that as you write, a lot of the contemporary literature, the stuff that isn't Shakespeare, the stuff that isn't Hawthorne, you know, a lot of the contemporary stuff, honestly, it's not that good. I think you wrote it was set transient and second rate. And and, and yeah. inevitably, I'm sorry, but there is a reason Shakespeare is Shakespeare. There is a reason, you know, uh, uh, Steinbeck is Steinbeck. There is a reason Melville is Melville. And, right. you know, uh, to your point about the common culture. Uh, isn't 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 this something we kind of want? Aren't we kind of worried about breaking up too much here? That seems to me part of the, I suppose, part of the project of education. That was the whole point well, of the common school to begin with, was it not? I mean, I mean, Seth, the, the, the today's progressive is quite different from the progressive a hundred years ago. For instance, the great books programs started a hundred years ago as a progressive initiative. Right. It was trying to bring Shakespeare and the ancient Greeks and Romans and Homer and all the rest to the working classes mm-hmm. so that they said, why should the upper classes be getting this and you shouldn't? Right. So that was the progressive vision of this kind of traditional education, bringing it down the income ladder to give people the tools to rise you bet. in society. Today's progressives have a very different attitude toward the past. And it's an attitude, but might might I say the irony of that attitude is that it restores only the great literature to the upper classes, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. And and I'll, I'll get to what is really bad about that. The progressive looks upon the past not as a site of wisdom. And and greatness and beauty and sublimity. The past really is a field of mistakes, mm-hmm. of injustice, mm-hmm. of guilt, of victims. And so the progressive wants to correct the past. The progressive is interested in the present and creating the future. And so the past, if it is at all relevant, it's relevant as something for us to avoid, something to us for us to escape from. A conservative believes that the past is a guide, mm-hmm. that the past gives us foundation, it gives us standards of judgment. The speeches of Abraham Lincoln are a yardstick mm-hmm. by which we measure the political speeches of the present. Nicely put. For, for the progressive, it's rooting out traces of, of victim exploitation and, and so on, because we're so much more enlightened. Right. Right. Were. But here, Seth, what you, what you just said, Look, a student who reads the classics is going to go to college, and in that introductory course in American history and politics, say, if he has read the New Testament and the Old Testament well, studied it, as, as just literature and culture in high school, he has a great advantage over that student sitting next to him who read contemporary literature in high school, because... So the most important book in American history and politics and culture and literature is the King James Bible. And, and so Lincoln's speeches are filled with the Psalms and with the Gospels, the Sermon on the Mount. It's everywhere in Lincoln. And so that student who got it in high school 
is getting an advantage over the student who got the present-oriented, contemporary, multicultural curriculum. So, hey, progressive teachers, you care so much about your students, you are setting them up for disadvantage when they get to the next level. Nicely done, Professor. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.